what's your way? How's it hanging? How's it happen? You guys always, this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, the podcast by young rock and roll fans discover new music, help find players they connect and feel accepted. Guys, this episode is literally one I can say is two years in the making. Why can I say it's literally two years in the making? We recorded with this band and released the episode on July 27th, 2021. The first time we talked to them. Now, we're releasing this episode on July 27th, 2023. Two years later, this band is continuing to grow, and we're going to show you that growth and what they are doing right now. Before we jump into though, I want to thank support for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So, as you guys know, I just got done spending, you know, about maybe, was it a week ago, week and a half ago? I got to spend a weekend moshing at a people festival in Michigan. I got to go to the Salt Shed in Chicago to see We Came as Romans the Ghost Side and Under Oath. Moshing for three days. You know, normally it's not the easiest thing, but it is easier when you're mosh pit fit. So what is mosh pit fit? It's the ability to go the length of the entire set or the entire show from beginning to end with no breaks in between and be able to hit hard and also take some of those hits as well because you might not be the biggest dude in the pit like me. So what you got to do is you're always in the gym consistently working on your cardio, working on your endurance, excuse me, working on your stamina and of course lifting to make sure you can deliver those hits and be mosh pit fit. But if those are your fitness goals, that is fantastic. If they're not, that is fine if you have your own fitness goals. But the best way to make sure you're hitting those fitness goals and being mosh pit fit is to prepare and recover right. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. As they have different types of supplements and other products to help you achieve those fitness goals, such as different types of pre-workout, both stim and stim-free, different types of BCAA recovery compounds, different types of protein powder, which includes plant-based protein, whey-based protein, collagen-based protein, different types of creatine, multivitamins, anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and viewers on YouTube can get 20% of your code CPP20 at fnxfit.com. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. And now time for a feature presentation. Two years in the making, literally. Owls and aliens are back. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. Around this point in time, almost exactly two years ago, this band appeared on the podcast, really getting their stride going up in the Pacific Northwest, having a blast. And as of right now, they are ready to go out on tour with Raven Black and Living Dead Girl all throughout August. And what better way to get you guys to know about the tour and get you to know about the band even more than right here in the Core Progression Podcast. So please welcome Dustin, Jeffy, and Dakota from the band Owls and Aliens Podcast. So gentlemen, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. Hey, thank you. Thanks, man. It's good to have you guys back. How has everything been going in your world literally in the last two years? I think when I looked at the day this episode is coming out, my plan, and the day that we did the first one are exactly, and I mean exactly to the day, two years apart. Wow. Wow. No, that's That's, crazy. That's kind of a... An impressive strike of numbers right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird, really impressive, but also really cool at the same time. So how's life been going for you guys? It's been a minute. It's going good, man. Yeah, we've just been really busy. You know, uh, we recorded an album since we talked to you last and uh, played a bunch of shows. And yeah, just been going at it. Yeah, life's been good. We've been uh, steady writing new stuff for the next album. Um, we got to meet our manager. We had an adventure across the country on our last tour. Got another tour coming up. Um, we're home enjoying what little time we have here and catching up on those types of parts of life. And, uh, we're just gearing up for the next big tour. 
gearing up for the next big tour, and it is a big one at that as well. And I did forget to mention that your debut album did come out last year because that is still a big piece that has to be mentioned. So for those of you who haven't checked it out that might be going to see the Raven Black Living Dead Girl and Owls and Aliens tour, you might want to go check that out so that you are absolutely ready to bang your head and sing along every word that you possibly can when these guys go on stage. Yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty cool songs on there. <laughs> Couple favorites. I'll say you're not just saying that from, you know, personal bias, are you? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Oh, no, it was a fun track. Yeah, we had a lot of fun putting it together. Yeah, for real, though. It was good. It's like personal bias. Who would say that? Not us, the people who wrote it, created it. No, it wouldn't be us. No. <laughs> So jumping into this big tour you guys got come up with again with Raven Black and Living Dead Girl, how did this all come to be? Because that's still a pretty big feat to have happen. So how did this get, get to be a thing? How would you guys get on this? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, really, it kind of started out with Brian and our manager, MVK, because um, he, uh, you know, he gets in contact with a lot of different booking companies and other, you know, just networking. And uh, I think that he um, had met or talked to hunter from fuel the fuel fuel the funeral entertainment they're like a booking and a kind of a newer booking company and uh yeah he submitted us to because he had heard raven black was um, looking for some openers and he submitted us and then uh, we actually wound up working with hunter on the side while we were uh, planning our last tour in the spring he actually helped book a show in for us in his uh, home area of, of uh, new orleans in Louisiana. So, uh, that we actually got to meet him when we were on tour. Um, but yeah, it just, uh, through, through MVK and our manager, we kind of heard of the opportunity we submitted. Uh, they heard our music. They thought we were a great fit. Um, we heard yes right away, like within an hour. Yeah, it was, it was pretty seamless and yeah, it just seemed like the right fit. You, you guys literally heard back within an hour from submitting yourself for this tour that you guys were on. Like, it's like, yep, yeah. we, we, we want you guys. This is it. You don't even have to look anywhere further. Don't have to do anything else. Boom, set, signed, sealed, delivered, stamp, whatever it is. Notarized. We were in Eugene at a guitar center, and we were just hanging out. Yeah, Hunter, uh, I remember he he called me, and uh, yeah. But yeah, it was just, it was pretty easy. That is a little bit more easy of a time that I've heard other bands have to go through. I've heard some bands when they've had to get on tours, like they've had to go through like the absolute ringer, just get thrown through the fire just to get on some of these tours. Yeah. And you guys are just, okay, we, it helps out that you have worked with Hunter in the past on a couple of things, but then all yeah. of a sudden it's just, I've even with people that have worked with other people in the past, I've never heard of it happen within just an hour. Like that is, yeah. it is astronomically fast in this world. I know it was pretty nice. Um, but you know, we always are trying to submit just tons of opportunities, and and most of the time, you know, you don't get you, you don't get anything back. So, we've just been prepared and and waiting for the right opportunity to come up, and and that was seemed like the one. Let me ask you this: If I can ask you this question, what other bands and what other like tours have you been trying to get on at the same time as well that may not have been as successful? Just so that people get an idea of like, especially people that don't know your music at right now, get an idea of okay, what bands are these guys trying to get on the road with? So that it's like, hey, I like that band. Let me see what Owls and Aliens has to bring to the table, so we can get a listen and get a taste of it and see what happens. Yeah, I know that we, you know, we've been trying for a while to get on the DWP festivals, specifically like Aftershock, because that's pretty close to our 
hometown. Yeah. And uh, I know that Brian had been trying to talk with like um, Escape the Fate and Red Jumpsuit Apparatus because we almost went on tour with those guys when we uh, played the when we competed in the DWP festival for uh, Welcome to Rockville because we got second. So we were like, we literally were in the very final battle and we had all these technical issues. Big surprise, right? Technical issues. And uh, so we were we were really close already. So, um, you know, who knows what could happen in the future too. But yeah, uh, those, those are some examples there. Yeah. So there's some solid examples too. Red Jumpsuit Apparatus especially Escape the Fate right now because I think it was really recently on Spotify. I think Escape the Fate crossed 3 million monthly listeners. So again, yeah. that's that's a band that, you know, if you're going on the road with them again, you're going to be draw- seeing, you know, big crowds night after night. And it sucks that you guys were, you know, second at the, for the Welcome to Rockville spot. I wish you guys gotten first, but of course, unfortunately, things do happen. Technical issues happen. But I know Brian and MVK have had success with getting certain bands through that process and getting yeah. them out of those festivals through that, whether it's Welcome to Rockville, whether it's Larder Than Life. And I think they may have had some success with incarceration one year, if I'm correct. I really don't remember, but... I know they had a good amount. Of, I know they had success with Welcome to Rockville in 2022 with Post Profit. So I know you guys are in the right spot when it comes to getting into that platform due to the fact that with your guys MVK, you guys they know exactly what it takes to you know hit on that aspect of the Twitch streams, everything that DW presents in Space Zebra do to get you into that spot. Maybe not this year because of course happened in second place. Maybe maybe who knows? Maybe they do it for AfterShock and you guys get on that really quickly and end up winning it. Or maybe you wait till 2024 and resubmit for all of those and try and make it happen then. You never know, but you guys no. have the team around you to be that knows how to get people and knows how to get other artists into those spots. Yeah, that's why we're super thankful to have Brian and the MBK team. You know, that's a huge reason for where we're at right now. You know, we put the work in, but they helped so much with the opportunities and the networking. Oh, absolutely. And even when it comes to the DWP side of things, with the amount of people that are watching those streams, the amount of people that are wanting to see, you know, what bands are going to be those late additions to the festival. They're going to be on those stages where you're going to get to see who the next bands are going to be that are potentially going to be playing major spots at these festivals. Starting out, you know, playing beginning of the day, maybe on one of the other side stages, the bigger side stages, moving over the main stage. You never know what might happen, but it's one of those things where you go and you take a look at those bands and you get to know where the future is coming from. Again, taking a look at the guys in post-profit, seeing the rise that they've been on the past year and a half because of stuff like that. Seeing yeah. a band like Silly Goose who's gone out and played literally in front of these, like in the parking lots of these venues and has yeah. gotten it played in front of like DWP events just for the hell of it, just to see if they get connected. And now it's like every DWP event that you go to, it's like they're on the bill now. Right. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's it's one of those cool things, but at, at the same time as well, you guys are still going out and trying to get on these other tours as well. Again, try and get connected with Escape the Fate, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, bands that are still going to continue to draw night in and night out. And it's something where when people go to those shows, yeah, they might not know who you are at that point in time, even though they might be going to see Red, Jump, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus just solely, might be just going to see Escape the Fate. But of course, even with Raven Black and Living Dead Girl that you're going to be going on tour with, for the people that don't know your music, this is your chance and your time to directly impact them at that moment. You might only have 25 minutes to win them over, but you got to make it the 25 best minutes of their whole entire month. Yeah, right. And those are all fans that have never seen us before. So 
you know, that we're just working our way up to getting, you know, opening for even a bigger band, you know. Oh, absolutely. Cause I still, if I remember correctly, I wasn't it you guys that were like doing like, you know, like these massive shows in garages. I think I remember talking about <laughs> to you guys two years ago. <laughs> yeah. We're having one in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> You're having a garage show in two weeks? Yeah, this is a little more private. It's not like a big, like, sometimes we bring bands from out of town that are touring and stuff, but this is a little more like private before we head out on tour, like a little little fundraiser. little fundraiser send off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but we, will, we will do another big, we call it Nest Fest. That's what, what we call it. So 2024, look out for Nest Fest in our garage, Climate Falls, Oregon. <laughs> Barbecues. Barbecues, bands, all in garages across Beers, the neighborhood. Bangers, yeah, popsicles. <laughs> Hopefully, it's popsicles in the shape of SpongeBob because those are always the best ones. Yes, yes, with a big old gumbo eyeballs. And you just got to get popsicles with your Owls and Aliens logo on it too, and be like, "Yeah, we got our own popsicles now." Oh, yeah, right on, right. That's I mean, like, that's like a Sammy pop. Careful though, you might wind up with twenty of them in your bed at night. Yeah, I know. I have a problem with those. <laughs> this guy likes popsicles. Yeah. Hey, would it be a problem though if he's eating a lot of popsicles that have your band's logo on it? That's just helping to promote the band at that point. Exactly, you're Especially right. in the summer heat when you're trying to stay cool. Yep. You're not wrong. But I do love the fact that you guys are still going out and playing, you know, those garage shows while bringing bands from out of state in to do some of this stuff and creating your own little festival off at the same time as well. It's something where you guys, again, for your uh, hometown, you're creating an event. You're creating something that the community can get behind. And who knows, especially if you guys start pushing it even more, you start really forcing the issue. You start really trying to get people out there and know about it. You might attract, you know, one of these larger bands that say, hey, we remember when we used to do stuff like this. That's cool. What if we just showed up and played? What if we have? What if we did a silly goose moment and just showed up, <laughs> played out of nowhere? What yeah. would happen? Like what? Like right. what if um you just escape the fate? What happens if Craig Mab and the guys just show up out of nowhere and say we're just gonna play? You know, a quick thirty minute show for you guys, be like, literally because we felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take them to Chicken and Cheers. Yeah, yeah. We'll do some karaoke. Yeah. Do. Do some karaoke, but make sure everyone tries to sing uh, Chop Suey by System of Down as either top-notch as possible or at least do better than Little Uzi Vert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, that's it's like okay, here's how Surge did it. Here's how Little Uzi Vert did it. If you're going to do karaoke, you have to be somewhere in the middle. Yep. However, that range is a really, well, really big range to fit into. Right? <laughs> comfortable with that. Everyone's in the middle of that. Exactly. I mean, you're pretty much set up at that point. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so now when it comes to going out on tour with Raven Black and Living Dead Girl, I always like to ask this question, especially for bands that I've known for a little bit of time and are starting to get out on the road more, starting to get more people to know them, and are going to be going out and attracting new crowds and Get a chance to win over new crowds. What are you going to do with those sets that you think are going to absolutely win over these crowds? They're going to get people to come to the merge table afterward and say, I didn't know you, but now I know you. Can I get a t-shirt? Can I get a signed CD? Where can I find your music? What are you going to do to win over that crowd? I'm just going to have a like butter in the palm of my hand yeah. and just spread it. I, know, mean, I think just high energy songs, uh, we don't have a lot of time, so we're just going to go out there and just kick them right in the teeth. Pick the best songs and go out and there and just play the crap. Get them nice and warmed up and be like, wow, these guys are uh, 
they're, they're yeah really we're just gonna do what we do man when we go up on stage it's like you know we lose ourselves it's a Buckle whole, up. it's a whole different world and it's we just uh we we give it our all and we hope that everyone that's watching um enjoys it and yeah, that's all you can do, right? Time seems to go by a lot quicker on stage for some reason. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, what's the old adage? Time flies by when you're having fun? Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, <laughs> It kind of freezes sometimes. It's like, oh, I'm up here. Like, we set up, and then you kind of forget that you're playing the show. It's yeah. like it's own little, little flashback. Yeah. 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 The importance is just to give it your all, you know, to, to let everything go, and then because that's, I think, what, you know, that's what people were all trying to do, really. And that's what, when you go see a band and you see music, like, that's what you're trying to relate to, you know? And that's what, that's what gives you hope. What gives you hope? I mean, that really stands out because I think it was, I just, I recently had an interview with LJ from Seven Dust and he said, like, music is the medicine, like, that brings people hope. And especially when you go to those shows, you're going to those shows because you want to be there. It's because there's some band that is on that bill, whether it is the headliner or some other band that is opening up the show in whatever order it is that you want to go see that you're going to absolutely connect with, that you're going to be able to get lost into because they impact you in such a positive way. And especially with you guys going to be opening up the show with a limited time, it's you have the perfect opportunity to bring this crowd into the show connect with this crowd and get them to know who you are to get to the point where all of a sudden you're going to the next band. They're all, you're, they're all revved up for the next band and the next band is revved up, ready to go to give it their all too and continue to build on this positive experience, especially because these fans, they, their sole focus is to watch what you're doing is to be inspired by what you're doing and feel the positiveness that's coming out of that moment. That's what, that's what, that's like the moment you have and you have the perfect opportunity to do it. And knowing what you need to do to seize that moment for each and every single crowd, that's going to be something that's going to take you guys a lot further when it comes to going through this whole entire tour. And then what these other bands are going to say, like Raven Black and uh, Living Dead Girl, what are they going to say to other bands? What are they going to say to their management about you guys? What are these fans going to think about you guys? And what's the what's the positive reputation that Owls and Aliens is going to create going forward so that when you guys reach out to bands like Escape the Fate and Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, you guys end up on the bill opening the show within the next year? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Man. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And that's the advantage of being an opener is you can see yourself as the underdog and you can go as aggressive as you want and yeah. you know have just use up all your energy right away because you have a short set. Yeah. Just use that underdog mentality. Go all, you know, average Joe's gymnasium. Just dodgeball yeah, it up baby. and just as underdog as possible. Even hell, you never know. You guys could come out just one day and all average Joe's, you know, gear looking like ready to play dodgeball and start throwing dodgeballs into the crowd during your set. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. I mean, we've seen people throw random stuff in the, in, in the, the crowd. We've always seen dodgeballs. We've seen a day to remember throwing toilet paper around. I've um, seen people throw pizza into the crowd before, and it's just like, um, no, this is awesome. Can you imagine if you guys were doing it with dodgeballs? Of course, it's got to be. You got to be a little. You got to be a little careful with that. But at the same time, at least it's not something that's going to absolutely hurt someone. That's going to have a lot of weight to it. And you guys are dressed up with average Joe's clothes. I mean, what could be better? <laughs> I'm with this we guy. can get like some inflatable aliens. There you go. Alien sex dolls. Or like planets. Yeah. Stars and planets. That'd be great. Like beach balls. <laughs> like just beach balls in the shape of all the planets. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That might actually work. That might actually really work. There we go. Because then, would... of, yeah, because then, of course, you know, people are going to end up love. It's a concert. People are going to love to hit beach balls around. They're going to have a blast with it. You guys are having a blast with it. The beach balls come up on stage. All of a sudden, you see Jeffy just, you know, kick one as hard as he possibly can. And if you slip and fall on your ass, everyone's just going to be like, well, now we remember that moment, and that was funny, and uh, you're still playing shredding guitar and having a blast with it. It's like, damn, that went from funny to awesome all in the span of two seconds. Uh, yeah, and then what you do is you put, like, a secret, like, collector's item in each one, or, like, in, in one each set. So that pops? Yeah, so yeah. you pop, like, just out of one Usually of them. Usually security grabs them and pops them, yeah. from what I've seen. What the They're like, I got it. No more fun for you. <laughs> I'll say it, it always depends on the security that's at the venue or at the festival because the ones the festival that I've been to, like the one I went to recently in Michigan with Upheaval, God, I don't know how many beach balls we had going previous to the Ghost Inside going on, but every time they went over by security, security would just hit them right back. They're just like, yeah, uh, take them. <laughs> so that's the kind of security you need. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Keeping people safe and keeping the fun flowing. And if, I, I kind of think about that idea, too. If you guys are able to put something in one of those, you know, beach balls that has a little bit of a collector's thing to it. Because then at the end of it, you know, people are going to want to see what's in there. You never know. It might be some cool like, oh, you know, if you're, if you're the one that has this, come to the merch table and get a free, you know, CD or get a free T-shirt, whatever it might be. Just something because all of a sudden it's going to start. It might start going around where, you know, you never know. Owls and Aliens has something special that you could possibly win during the set. So you're going to want to get there early to be a part of it. Yeah. Yep. We'll like sign up to his socks out of the RV. (laughs) (laughs) Put our socks in there. Hey, my tour socks. Authentic tour socks. and alien sweat. Sweat socks. You know what? There might be a market for that. I'm not sure how big of a market there is for that, but if there's a market for feet picks, there's a a market for tour socks. Yeah. There's got to be. There, there's got to be only fans, only socks. <laughs> eBay. Only socks. Only Could socks. you imagine you guys selling your socks on eBay? It's like, these are our tour socks. Yeah. Authentic, <laughs> sweaty, oh, smelly. That's a great idea. $6,000. Unwashed. Let's Ooh, just yeah. throw it out there and see what happens. Yeah, that's a good idea. Know. I might do that tonight. You know, I, I mean... Who knows what might happen if it was someone like, say, you know, say Metallica did something like that. Holy shit. People probably play like $100,000 for those socks. You guys did it. You never know what might happen. All of a sudden you might get like someone that's like, hey, someone just paid me 50 bucks for my tour socks. I don't know why they wanted them, but 50 bucks is 50 bucks. Yep. I actually see a lot of bands doing that, like especially like I've seen Living Dead Girl and Raven Black. I don't know. Raven Black. If Taylor Swift socks were on the Internet, I'd buy them, dude. Yeah, they're like I've seen Living Dead Girl. She'll, I was just like, that's a really good idea. She'll sell like some of her tour clothes, like the boots or like a jacket, like you know. Like well, it's a, it's a cool piece to have too, especially if you're a big fan of the band or if you're really connected to it. Because who else is gonna have something like that? It's right. already connected to the band fully, where you may have seen them on tour, you may have seen that show, and that show may have heavily impacted you in a positive way. And now instead of just having the memory of it, you literally have a token from that show, whether it is, you know, a, some, a pair of boots, whether it is a jacket, whether it is a shirt, whether it's even just like, you know, the, like the drum head or something, you never know what it could be, but it's something that people can just latch onto and it's something that they can cherish forever because whenever they see it, it reminds them of the positive feelings they had while they were watching your show live. 
And then the, if you do the drum heads though, then they have to be all like, you know, painted in the shape and like some and looking like some sort of planet. Oh, or some sort be, of alien head. No, or usually they're covered in blood. Hey. <laughs> that sounds good. Damn, how hard are you hitting those things, man? You hit your finger a lot. Yeah. You what? Sometimes I'll smack my finger on the rim or a cymbal. Then I'm going balls to the wall. He was very aggressive. Almost very aggressive. I was gonna say, you know those like in in baseball, you know how they wear those like slide glove protectors to make sure that people's their fingers don't get bent backwards when they're sliding to like second or third base. Dakota, yeah. you might need to get some of those. So every time you smack against it, your fingers don't bend all <laughs> over the place. Fighting the mitts Ooh. they have now. Oh yeah. yeah. For real, because when we played the Apocalypse in the Desert Festival in Vegas, so I was using the house kit, right? Because they had so many bands, you know, like 15 minutes to change over between each band. And of course, I smacked my finger because I'm not familiar with how the kit was set up. So I smacked my finger on something, and there was I splattered the whole kit like a like a painting, like a. That's what you get for having a house kit. And the, and it, it blood. was only midday, so all the bands after me had to use that kit covered in my <laughs> blood. <laughs> oh dear God! I was just about to ask how did Apocalypse in the Desert go, but now I know how it went. It went, it went balls to the wall and covered in blood. It was good. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I, I loved it. It was awesome. It's great show. Six set, bro. And we're going Damn. back. We're going back to Vegas too, the same venue in September. Oh, nice. I was going to say, when it came to that uh, show you guys did with Apocalypse in the Desert, just, well, outside of, you know, going balls to the wall and, you know, bleed all over the house kits so every other band had to play with Dakota's blood splattered all over it. How did that end up going for you guys, like, in terms of the whole entire show? What was the crowd like? Because I'd known a couple of bands that had gone out there to play it, but I never really got a chance to talk to anybody really about it. So now I'm asking you guys. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty sweet. They had the two places, the Fremont Country Club and um, what's it called? The billiards? Yeah. Backstage billiards. Just go back and forth. Yeah, and so, like, there's a big door you can go through to connect to both. And so they would just have one band playing on one stage, and then as soon as they were done, the next band would play on the next. So the crowd was kind of going back and forth. And, uh, you know, we got pretty fortunate when we played. We had a pretty solid crowd. We played in the middle, middle of the afternoon, like 3 or 4 p.m. Yeah, and there were still, you know, a good amount of people that were there. And um, yeah, it was, they, they put it on pretty well, like getting the bands off and on in time. Everyone was pretty well on schedule, and it was, it was a good experience overall. I mean, it sounds like a good experience, especially again, no matter when, when you're playing a festival, it's, you're going to have a bunch of people that are going to show up that may have never even heard your band or never have given you guys a chance to see you guys live. Now they have the chance to do it. And even if you have like 15, 20 minutes, you never know how much you have to win that crowd over. Now I know what you guys mean by when you say go balls the wall. Cause even if it means smacking your fingers, splattering blood everywhere and still finishing the set, that's some kind of shit that, you know, you talk about, you think about, and that especially when people see it, if they see the blood splatter everywhere, if they have the chance to, it's like, well, what the hell was that? But then yeah. they see what's going on at the end of the show. You lift up your hand. You all of a sudden you see blood everywhere, broken finger over here. It's like, <laughs> did that dude just play like that? Mad respect right there. I don't care. How, you know, I might, might not remember the rest, most of the set, but I remember that moment and how cool that is. And damn, now I got to listen to these guys. because They're going to go that balls to the wall for us. I, I got to respect that. I got to support that. Exactly, man. That's That's my mentality. That is a good mentality to have. 
Also, once the Raven Black and Living Dead Girl tour is up, what are the next plans for Owls and Aliens, guys? I, I got to know what's coming up afterwards. We got a lot. We're doing lots of stuff. Oh, yeah. Man, well, what big... kind of stuff? I saw Dakota or Dustin go like this, like, ooh, so we got to – he's got something up his sleeve. I know you guys do. We got new music in the works. Um, really excited about that. We got more shows immediately after the Raven Black tour. Um, there's the Alt Fest Road Show. There's uh, five dates on the West Coast, Vegas, Portland, Seattle, Spokane, and Missoula. And then in between those, we're actually going to be scheduling a bunch of other shows. Uh, we've got our really big hometown show we do once a year. We started doing it last year with Sleep Signals. It's going to be even bigger this year. It's at Club Why Not. And uh, we got... It's like, called Rock the Falls. Rock the Falls, yeah. It's like a little mini festival. we got like six or seven bands. On that, we sold it out last year, over 300 people. And yeah. We'll definitely sell it out again this year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what am I missing, Dustin? Uh, yeah, we're going to have new music out early next year, and then hopefully a full album by this time next year is the goal. Yeah. Ooh, all righty. I mean, it seems like, of course, shows on shows on shows, new music. Shows on shows on shows. Got to put the little bit of new music in there just as the little bit of what's coming, but... Think about all the shows you guys are playing right now. Again, think about all the bands that are, you know, big right now, all the bands that are really making it in in the scene, all the ones that are on top. They're still going out playing shows consistently because with the with the, you know, the pandemic from a couple of years ago, now that that's all over and live music is back, even though it seems like, you know, still every time I see a tour come up, it's like, oh man, can I even make this one? Not because of the amount of money that's being spent on it. It's because is there another show that's already going on in that moment? Yeah. It's it's crazy, but people still want that positivity for live music. People still want to have a connection like that because we missed out on it for so long. Right. Now that we don't have to miss out on it, we can still fit, find it in any way that's possible. And some of those smaller festivals or some of those smaller shows, whatever it might be, sometimes those can be the best ones because it's much more intimate. It's much more personal. You get to experience something that people might be begging to experience years on, years later on when you guys are getting to be playing in front of much bigger crowds. Think about the people that saw Metallica back, you know, before Met oh, when Metallica yeah. was playing in like bars or when Metallica was playing in these small little venues. Now right. it's like you want to go see Metallica. If you want to see them that close, you're spending thousands upon thousands of dollars to see them close up. You can be going to see bands close up for like, you know, 10, 15 bucks that you can be talking about in the next 10 years. Plus, if you want these bands to succeed, why not go and buy a ticket to their show? You know, if you love going to see them, go and see them twice. Go and see them three times. There is no issue I in like that. What yeah. Because yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I was looking at it the other day and it was like, I had to see, and I was like, I looked at the numbers because I was looking at it for the band We Came as Romans. I'm like, yeah, I know they're a bigger band now, but I've seen them I, ten times in the in a in the in like the span of two calendar years. I was like, yeah. what the actual fuck? How the hell did that happen? But it's just, it's, it's this is, and I saw them two days in a row too. I'm like, this is awesome because now yeah. these are bands that I absolutely like that I want to go and see. I want to go and support because of how positive they make me feel. And I get to go and do it. Even the bands that are at the smaller venues that maybe they're just coming through. Maybe you heard of them. Maybe you didn't hear of them. And you're looking to go and do something just to get out of the house one day. Go and find a local show that you might want to go and check out. Because I can guarantee you a couple of things. One, you're going to enjoy going to a concert. It's great to get out of the house and get to enjoy live music. Two, it's awesome to be able to discover new music. Especially if it's in with, within a genre that you like. And third, 
if you like that, all of a sudden, now you're already supporting that band in some point in time. Even if you aren't as into the band as you thought you were, you're still supporting live music in that sense. You're still going to be that supporting factor for it. You're still going to help give these bands that, you know, that little bit of boost, a little bit of help because now there's someone else in the crowd. There's someone else that's listening to it. Even if you're not the biggest fan of it, you might know someone who might like this stuff too. So now you can start making recommendations. Yeah. It's a win-win. Exactly, man. That's how it should be. And if that's an, if that's a um, endorsement to go see Owls and Aliens on tour with, of course, Raven Black and Living Dead Girl in August, yeah, that is. Absolutely <laughs> is an endorsement from me. Hell yeah. Are we coming near you? Are you coming to the show? Unfortunately, I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so I think it's kind of tough for me to get out, to all the way to out, out west for you guys. Not quite going. How close are we going to? Not that close. Ohio? Ohio. Yeah. Or Chicago is the closest. I'll say if, it, if it, Chicago would definitely be the closest if there's any chance that you guys were going there. We are going to Chicago, yeah. Ooh, what day? Chicago is... What's a paper? What does it say, Jeff? I'll say this is this is this is gonna be important. This is gonna be important. Uh, August seventeenth. It's a Thursday. Thursday, August seventeenth, Chicago. Do you, do you have the name of the venue that you guys are going to on that yeah. paper? WC Social Club. Oh, yeah. shit, I know exactly where that is. I <laughs> I saw uh, who did I see there? West year. Chicago. Yeah, I saw. Uh, it was until I wake, Dark Divine, and Catch Your Breath played there. Oh, nice. Back in March, and then. My first actual show coming back from the pandemic was uh, the fourth album for Victims. It was their release show for it. It was oh, like the okay. first back. It was like, holy shit. So it was a good time. That's a good show. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, because right now, right now in my mind, I'm thinking August 17th. Am I able to make it? Yes, no, maybe Thursday. so. Thirsty Thursday. Yeah, but whenever it comes to going down to shows, and like when I was looking at it this way for myself, if there's a show within two hours from me, that no matter if I want to go and see it, I'm going to go and see it no matter what day of the week it is. I don't care if it's a weekday. I don't care if it's a weekend. I'm going to do it. And that's right. That's right. That's right. The wheelhouse right there. That's right on like that two hour mark. So I think I got a show to go to on uh, August 17th. Yeah. I think you got a show to go to. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got a show to go to. I think everyone else has a show to go to. So perfect. Love to meet you, man. Yeah. It'd be great. Well, you guys will, as we do this, as we bring this podcast to conclusion, because I know you guys got to get going, I would like to give my guest, which is you in this instance, a chance to say whatever you guys want to say, plug or in a plug or promote your pro at the end of the podcast. So, my friends, the floor is yours. Tour with Raven Black, Living Dead Girl. That's right. Check us out at owlsandaliens.com for tour dates. We got a whole album that we released coming up on our one year anniversary on July 22nd. So, if you haven't listened to that, go give that a spin. Um, Follow us on all the socials. Buy some merch, please. Buy some merchandise. We got a GoFundMe up right now. We are an independent band, uh, you know, so we are fully self-funded here. And uh, yeah, we love you. Go listen to our music. Be yourself. Don't let anyone tell you not to do something if it's if it's what you love and it's not going to hurt anybody. Yeah nicely well said now it's time to bring this podcast with three specific things first things first when it comes to find owls and aliens online when it comes to make sure you can listen to that debut album when it comes to be able to make sure you know when new music can come out from and to go and see him on tour with raven black living dead girl get some merch go and support these guys fully independent help support independent music because that's the way the scene continues to grow 
Go to the link description of the podcast because you'll see under Find Owls and Aliens Online. Links and labels are there for everything for you to follow. You know, listen, watch, get some merch, get some concert tickets, support these guys in any way. So it is all right there. Now it is time for number two, and this is where that show in Chicago is going to come into play because, guys, I always didn't do this when I enjoy having guests in the podcast. I know I did this the first time, but I have not been able to make good of that promise because I have not seen you play live yet. But, 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 but. Now we have a day. So on August 17th, 2023, when you guys are playing at the West Chicago Social Club in West Chicago, Illinois, I will be there and I will make good on my promise to go all Liam Neeson on your asses to look for you, to hunt for you, to find you, and to say first round's on me. All right. Hell yeah. Thank you, man. You are very welcome. So as you bring this to its full conclusion, I cannot end this by saying goodbye because when that new album comes out, I'd love to have you guys back on to talk all about it when you guys have new music ready to, to release to the world to get more people to know about it and because I will be seeing you in about a month. So this is not goodbye, my friends. This is I'll See You Later. See you later. Can't wait, man. Well, folks, this is my interview with the guys from Owls and Aliens. That was Dustin, Jiffy, and Dakota. Now it's time for Kevin's final thought. And... It's, it's kind of cool seeing these guys, you know, continue to grow very, very much as they have. I still remember the first time we talked to them when they were talking about, you know, those garage shows that they were playing in their, in their neighborhood, in their town, you know, getting as many people into them as possible, bringing the community into it. And they still have the mentality today where they're still doing it. They're still going out playing shows and they know they have the mentality of making it a community thing, especially as an opener. You have a chance to impress a crowd that might not know exactly who you are. Nobody in the crowd might have ever heard you at this point, but it's a chance for you to connect with that crowd, make sure they know who you are and to bring the best show as possible to them. And that is literally what is happening here with Owls and Aliens. When they're going out on the road with Raven Black and Living Dead Girl, you're going to want to go check them out because you're going to want to see what happens, what they do. And when they say they go balls to the wall, I mean, take a look at the story that Dakota told. Literally, you know, busting his finger wide open during Apocalypse in the Desert and continuing to play and then just going through the motions. These guys want this. These guys are going to go for this. So when it comes to what they're going to do during these live shows to make sure that they stand out and make sure that people are coming up to their merch table at the end of the show or during in between the intermissions, that people are coming and talking to them, that people are going to remember their music, and people are going to remember going to check them out and to listen to the next day and the next day and the next day. That is something that is you should be keeping in mind as a band is when you're going to play in a live show, you have a direct impact on the people in front of you. You have it as direct as possible. They are there to see a show. They are there to listen to good music that connects with them in a positive manner, whether it is from all the bands in the bill or just one. But no matter what happens, you have an absolute opportunity to connect with them and bring it home to them at that given point in time. So always remember that. I want to thank the guys from Owls Aliens being on the show. If you want to check out all their stuff, their debut album, and when they're coming out with new stuff, get some tickets, go support them, get some merch, go and follow them on social media, go link scripts to the podcast. Everything is there under Find Owls and Aliens Online. Make sure you're also finding along with us on the Corporate Progression Podcast on Facebook and Instagram primarily. Make sure you're also liking this on you know whatever platform you're on, liking the video on YouTube. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button as well on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button is the best way to sparse or here on Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or wherever you're getting this podcast. It helps us tremendously, helps us grow, helps us get the best bands that are coming up and the best bands that are out there. So I want to thank you all for that. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button. Also, I want to thank Phoenix Fitness. Remember, 20% use the code CPP20 at FXFit.com. Link description in the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Thank you, gentlemen, for Owls and Aliens. I'll see you on August 17th.
Hope to see everyone of you there as well. On that note, that's your day, guys. Thank you for listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. It's a big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!